The Jump to Start podcast is back. And that means that F1 is back. Sir Lewis Hamilton finally signs a contract with Mercedes. Red Bull will stay a works team. And two words, sprint race. Let's jump the start. All right, everybody, welcome in and welcome back for the 2021 season to the Jump to Start Racing podcast. My name is Wellington. I'm here with two of my closest friends. Ruben, say hello. What's going on, guys? Yancy, how are you? Hi. Yancy is very anti-social today, but guys, thank it's you for joining us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Took a lot of work to set up, but guys, thank you for joining us. We are, obviously, we're back. We're live in studio, studio, uh, ready to just talk about the uh, the 2021 season. So today, what we will be talking about is just a quick little intro for us, some of the news, and we'll go through some of the car launches and also preview some of the teams, half of the, the field essentially, going into this coming season, the back half of the field, including Ferrari. But um, <sighs> yeah. Guys, I want to make sure... I can see the hate is going to continue this season. <laughs> it, yeah, it never really left. Yeah. So, guys, I just want to make sure that you guys are aware to follow us on, obviously, podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And then you'll also be able to find us on Twitter, at JumpToStartF1, and on Instagram at jump to start F1 as well. You should be able to see us on our screen right what was there. The, what were those uh, the platforms? Oh, perfect. Again? It came back up. Oh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Stitcher at jump to start F1. And on YouTube as well, which I forgot to mention, jump to start racing podcast. Guys, make sure to like, subscribe, hit that, uh, smash the like button. Did you practice that over the la- on the off season? No, actually, I didn't. <laughs> Remember, they're able to see us now on YouTube. I know. I'm a little nervous. But. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, um, <laughs> let's jump into, actually, yeah, able to see us. Hi, guys. What's up, guys? Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> some, some other new things will be coming up. We'll, we'll address them throughout the show. Uh, obviously, the YouTube thing is big for us. And then we'll be doing just a couple little different things going forward. But let's jump into it. Let's talk about some news so where we left off um you know i check i just signed our last episode was like towards the new year since then we've had lewis hamilton agree to his one-year deal uh the last driver i I didn't know if anybody would actually take him you know but he's (laughs) yep the last driver to sign signed with mercedes obviously for a one-year deal um yancy do you want to elaborate on what exactly happened there i don't know i it took forever to get it done and everybody was nervous thinking that he actually wasn't going to sign or that's what it seemed like it on social media but we all know that was what was going to happen there did we yeah Yeah, come on bro are you a a (laughs) seven-time world champion to come back with the best team on the grid to not only to break the record yeah come on do you think he was actually going to do it (laughs) yeah like do you think he wasn't going to sign with mercedes um, that seat was his, but uh, yeah, it, it seemed like it took a long time. We're not clear on why it took a while, but it, it was only a one year deal, yeah. So, yeah, that's weird. It, you're mad about that, yeah, yeah. Why he might be gone next year, he might retire. Who knows? Remember, 
it's it's tough. You um, know, wouldn't you want a, a, a eight time you know champion on your team for multiple years? Well, Maybe the, chill for ten. I don't you know. For me, the titles. question is: Does the eight time world champion want to be on the team for more than a year? He was the one that said. Uh, if you guys read the uh, the articles, he was the one that said that he wanted to keep it short term for now, is what he said. Uh, one thing that I do, uh, that I have noticed when it comes to these superstar drivers, when they're in their prime. Like me, know? yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you got a one-year deal with us. You drove, <laughs> you drove a hard bargain for us, man. We, you know, but we had to have you back. Right? We have you back on the team. We, we needed you. <laughs> um, these superstar drivers are... Superstar athletes, I should say, that are in their prime tend to take one-year deals mm-hmm. for yeah. a lot of money, obviously. No, I know. To weigh the options. I know to that, weigh the options for no, the flexibilities. No, because no, if you look at, like, in the NFL, right, it's called the, uh, the franchise tag. So what that is is that these guys, they'll sign up, or the, the team will lock them up for the year in, in a basically a prove-it year. We don't want to sign you long-term. We don't want to commit that money long-term. But the NFL's a little bit different because they don't have any um, guaranteed contracts. But look at Jordan. Jordan did the same thing. And Jordan was one of the first athletes to make. When the, the last well, year LeBron with the Bulls. has been doing it for a couple of years. Yeah, so, I mean, one, he's trying to multi, you know, multi-year yeah. now. But yeah, but, but with Cleveland, it was one-year deals. And then, with, mm-hmm. and then Jordan with the Bulls was one-year $30 million back in those days in 96, which was That's insane. Guaranteed. guaranteed. Okay, but what if, well, whatever. He's not going to, well, hopefully he doesn't get hurt in the car, but, like, that's kind of like the thing in the NFL. So could that be the purpose of him only signing one year because we're we're in the process of the salary cap now? Well, I, it seems to me, oh, I, this is a pure speculation. He It did, it seems like he didn't get any, everything that he wanted in his negotiations with Mercedes. So he signed a one-year deal to see what they're willing to give up for it. Obviously, you give them more time, they have more time to think about it. What? Now it's on the table that he wants. There were so many rumors that, what, he wanted part ownership or he wanted to... Extra t- treats for Roscoe, right? Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Those, those are important, yeah, man. Yeah. You know, you got to keep the driver happy, especially a superstar driver like Lewis Hamilton. Um, so, so how come him and Toto don't have the same story? Because Toto said that because he got COVID, that put in post negotiations. So they signed him for one year. Well, they so both got COVID. No, I know, but in that aspect, we're talking about Lewis' contract because the negotiation has to had to stop because of the because you know at that time they got COVID or, or Lewis got COVID, so they had to stop the negotiation. Yeah, because so they, they wanted signed, to meet in Bahrain at first. Yeah. So they they signed for one year mm-hmm. to iron out everything that was on the. But Lewis, at no time, is saying that. You know, if, if, if they were, no, was, I think that like the, they're, they're the, both the, saying different stories. That's why I say that. Uh, t- Toto's explanation was this is that obviously they were going to meet in Bahrain to hash it out before the year ended mm-hmm. um, and at that time he was already the champion and then just Russell yeah blew but the head <laughs> <up>. <laughs> <laughs> and when they also got to see Russell in that car which was one of the best drives of all, of all season last season um, you know so then obviously Lewis got COVID so they're going to talk about that then everybody went home and they couldn't get back into the factory because of the whole COVID rules and then Toto got COVID. And then, obviously, it's harder for you to hash out a new negotiation when everything is through Zoom. And that's the reason that they gave, I don't know how good of a, I mean, they, they seem like they have a good relationship, but I don't know if it's a very good relationship. So then everything just dragged out until, what, maybe a month ago? February. In February. 
and he wound up signing a one-year deal, and he said it's just he wanted flexibility. And I'm pretty sure flexibility meant that, yeah, he wants that option to sign a multi-year contract or just a one-year contract going forward. But I also think it's just flexibility and to see what is Mercedes willing to give him. At this point, he holds, you know, he can, he can hold them at gun, gun, can hold Mercedes at gunpoint if he wanted to and ask that. for many things and let's see what they want. Um, I, I don't know. I think that like he's a, he's he's about to be an. I mean, he's a, he it's, it seems very likely that he's about to be an eight time world champion. He can would, ask for whatever he wants. It would it would be nice if I mean I just got to thought of something else right now on the fly. Could it be that he saw those Ineos negotiation and the total negotiations for more stake in the ownership, and that's what pushed him to maybe. You know, it, it wasn't proof. You know, nobody said it was true, but of him asking that aspect, having a little bit of ownership of the team. Well, it has to because be. the ownership of the team just changed over the season as well. Ineos I mean, became like thirty something percent total, so we came to and Daimler is like thirty something. So yeah, he's like, but, hey, and, uh, I don't and know, I give think me, give they five percent or whatever. I you know? think at some point they had to again speculation. They had to bring exactly. in Ineos because remember who also had had ownership stake in that in that team was Nicky Lauda. Gotcha. So you don't know what the inner workings are. As of right now, yeah. that team is has three owners. Yes. Ineos, Mercedes, and Total Wolf. And not us. And Ruben's the silent partner. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we agree, one-year deal, he's going to, no matter what, if he wants to, he will have a seat, right, next year. Yeah, oh, yeah. Of course. Come on. Why, who wouldn't sign him? You know what I was thinking? <laughs> you know what I was thinking is he's always been a Mercedes, he's always been a Mercedes engine driver, right? Right. What if Aston Martin makes a play? I don't know. Or the or if the uh, the, the rumors that have that have persisted throughout his career. What if he wants to go to Ferrari? Uh, that would be crazy. But it's a rumor that's been that's been in the news forever now. Yeah, would be crazy. Yeah, it would you know? It, but no, we, we we also just say that um, because of. But the if history. you're gonna go, but I mean, but if you're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna sign with Aston Martin, what's the point? The Merce- it's the same Mercedes car. A year older. Clearly, the better one is the Mercedes Works. <laughs> who has the older one? Does Aston Martin has the older, or McLaren will have the older car now? No, no McLaren Aston- does their own. Dude, if you look at if you have you, oh, you did you see the launch photos of of, yeah. of the Aston Martin car? It looks just like last the Mercedes. Last year, Racing Point is still Racing Point still in the blood. Yeah, I. That's the Martin tracing point. <laughs> so, one of the other things that um, had recently come, much more recently actually, is the the planned engine freeze for the for the uh, let's call it the power units uh, has been moved up to 2022. Um, that kind of almost certainly means that the next generation engine will be brought forward from 2026 as well. It'll be um, brought up a year to 2025. That's the, that's that's what the speculation. Saying. Yeah, that's the speculation. Yeah. So uh, what does that mean for the field in general, Yancy? Oh, what does it mean? that? Well, the reason why this was even brought up in the first place was obviously COVID. But the main proponent of this change was Red Bull and now what they're calling Red Bull powertrain. Mm-hmm. That's the new division where now... Red Bull does not have to go anywhere else to get their engines or any of the current suppliers. They will keep the intellectual property of Honda, the Honda IP for the current engine. So 
this is the last year that they're going to be able to develop the current breed of engines. And obviously the plan change was to change the engine or the engine formula for 2026. It looks like they're going to bring it back or bring it a year forward to 2025. So the engines that we wind up at the end of this year are the engines that we will be using up until 2025. Up until the new until the new, new engine. Yeah, the new the new engine formula. Just like next year they're going to be changing the formula for the chassis and everything that you can do with it, they're going to be doing that to the engines. So pretty much just giving Red Bull Which is what happened in 2014 when they when they went to the to the to the V6 hybrid engine. So it's giving Red Bull like a 3-year learning period of the new the new one. Well, it just no, it, the reason why they're doing it is because Red Bull doesn't have the resources to develop the mm -hmm. engine. Mm -hmm. So if everybody if if you put an engine freeze, that's the engine that you have. So the only area of no, man, so they could concentrate on the new one. No, well, I don't know what Red Bull's gonna do after that. Gotcha. But at least they don't have to worry about an arms race with that's Ferrari, right. Renault, and Mercedes. When people that are doing engines, yeah, we're doing engines because right. it's gonna fall. You know, it's gonna. But the, are they behind. still in partnership with with the with the Mugen aspect of Honda or no? I don't know what, how that worked out, detail, to be right? honest. I don't think they went into details. All I know is that they're literally getting, they they're building a separate arm in their factory of Milton Keynes. Gotcha. To just to, <laughs> <laughs> just to to work on that engine, wow. which essentially makes them a works team now, which is what they always wanted. That was the issue before with Renault, because hmm. hmm. they had to depend on their engine manufacturer in order for them to build the car. Which I uh, listen that that you could potentially be that could potentially bring a Red Bull back up to the top, man. Well, they're not afraid to spend money. So if it's, if you're gonna take well, they, money for them to come to the top, they'll they'll invest the money they, they have. And they want to win. Engine. I mean, at the end of the day, the Red Bull F1 team is a is a marketing arm, just like what Ferrari is to the. I got my obsession <laughs> my arm. with arms today. <laughs> It's 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 the you know Ferrari. The only advertising Ferrari has for its road cars is F one. Yes. And then the advertising that mostly Red Bull has for its energy drink and everything else is obviously all the extreme sports, including F one. But F one has the biggest budget because obviously this is the you know one, the biggest sport that they're involved in, and they spend a lot of money doing it. Oh yeah, and they're involved in everything. Mm hmm. Rebels marketing is insane. Yeah, you gotta admire that, man. Gives you wings, brother. Yeah, yeah I want to go. go see one of those uh, one of those air shows that they that they have here. Tell I want to cool. do like the the soapbox der soapbox derbies that they do. That you build a little car and then you go down the little. You never seen it? Nope. <laughs> All I know is that Ruben the will Red be Bull there. Red Bull Ruben no, will be there the and you. <laughs> go into the corner. <laughs> that's his mo for you. Um. All right, and lastly, as far as kind of the news that we're going to be talking about here before the uh, car launches, um, potential changes coming up for next season regarding, um, I guess, the, the weekend format or actually coming up. And then it's really a test for 2022. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. But yeah. from what I'm seeing and from what I've read, it'll be three races or three race weekends will be picked as trials. So Montreal, Monza, and Interlagos mm -hmm. will be the trials for... Changing the weekend format. Yeah, which I'm kind of down for, to be honest with you, because we've been to races and 
the Friday, it's like, ah, do we really want to go? And then it gets exciting for at the second half of the, you know, the Saturday, which is the qualifying, and then Sunday is where it's good too, obviously. So but, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Even in attendance, you could see that. Like, for example, when you go to the Friday practice, mm-hmm. the actual circuit is it's empty. It's oh, yeah. Empty. When it's we like go, a, like there's a quarter of the yeah. people that show up for Saturday. Nobody's watching the practice. Exactly. Yeah. Stands. I mean, we'll glue, we'll glue they are, they are to fun TV, to go to on Friday as well because you do all the activities they have mm-hmm. there. Right. The, exactly. No, because nobody there. Exactly. And there's almost no lines. Oh, yeah. I just gave people like an insight thing. So, the question that I asked both of you guys is this. What is the reason why we would want to change the qualifying format? To bring in more money. That's the reason that they would want to change it. As a fan, though. Forget about as a Not fan. Not fan. I'm talking about you as a fan. Forget about them. They're going to make money anyways. Can they make more money? Yeah. But I'm talking about as a fan. What would be the main reason? The main reason is to make it more unpredictable. Okay. Yours? Same thing, Ruben? I never even... I, I'll take it however it comes. Because <laughs> remember, like, for example, we live in, in New York, so we don't have nothing nearby. The, near, the nearest one we have is Montreal. Mm-hmm. So we go there, and we actually, because we only go for the weekend, we rarely do anything in the city mm-hmm. because the bulk of the day is focused on, on F1. So if they give us something to glue us more, good for me. <laughs> you know? So remember remember that the original... The original proposal is what you said, the unpredictable. We wanted to make it a little bit more unpredictable. So when the concept of reverse grid is brought up, that's a like straight up no from everyone because they don't want to they don't want to somebody to win the championship on a whim. It's not the best team because you're you're basically flipping the order down and then obviously with these generation of cards, you can't really pass mm-hmm. as good as you can. You know, et cetera, et cetera, especially if you're up at the top of the grid, in the front of the grid. So the weekend format is this. Friday, you'll have one practice session. Mm-hmm. Then the second session would be qualifying as it is right now. On Friday. On Friday. Mm-hmm. Whoever wins qualifying or whoever, whatever the qualifying result is, will be the grid for a sprint race. Mm-hmm. On Saturday. On Saturday. Sprint race on Saturday. Only the top eight teams score points, and it's looking like, obviously, this is something that's going to be decided before the season if they're going to do this or trial it. They haven't made a decision yet. So you have the top eight teams will score points, and it's going to be about half the points of the current of what they currently get at Grand Prix on Sunday. Sunday. Boom. The, res- the finishing results of that race will set the grid for the Grand Prix where you score main point. Now, do you think that that would add more unpredictability or is it going to be more of the same? It's going to be more of the same. Yeah. It's going to be more of the that's same. That's my point. It's, it's stupid. That's my it's point. It's so, more of the same. That's my point. So, now... What are the what are the 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 pro the, the the pros of of this format? It's literally just for commercial reasons for F one. Right. You get more of a crowd. Right. You get, you get more TV. On a Friday. Yep. But is it gonna really? Ch- the, the reason why we as fans want to change the format is to introduce more unpredictability, and that's not gonna do it. Yeah. I'm in agreement. We're just gonna see more points for the top guys yep. once again, and it's just gonna flying be away with more. Yeah. The only time you'll see maybe some unpredictability if you have a first lap incident in the sprint race and things go alright. But after that, not. 
it, 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 tell me, if Mercedes is at the top of the grid, they're always going to qualify up, up in the front. They're going to win the sprint races, and they're going to win the Grand Prix. It's mm. going to be a, the same thing. And, and all you got, and, and and obviously you have um, you have, and and the and the worst teams are gonna even fall even more behind, yeah, because they don't get a chance to score any points. And it's only the top eight that score points, not top ten. Top eight in the sprint race. So it's just yeah, it's but just you know, stupid. Williams and Haas, they're not gonna score much more. As opposed to <laughs> what F two has done, which makes it a little bit more because it's been proven that it's super hard to win the sprint race, and the Grand Prix. But what happens in F2 is that you have the feature race on Saturday, mm -hmm. then you have a reverse grid of the top eight mm -hmm. and do a sprint race on Sunday. But the main piece has to be the Grand Prix, so you can't reverse it. And they don't want to do a reverse order because that, the teams will say no. Right, because at the end of the day, what you're really struggling with is the fact that you have the teams at the top that are the people that, the teams that spend the most money, they have the most to win, they have the most to lose. So they're not going to ever agree to, like Ferrari's never going to agree to reverse. Mercedes mm -hmm. never going to agree to reverse. Whoever else is at the top, Aston, whatever, they're never going to agree to it. So it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense to me. I I, I think you have to add some kind of a different thing. Or you can, listen, I, I love the, it's Formula E. I know it's not something that's very exciting to most people. <laughs> it was good last time. But. Last week. And. And the other idea would would be to add um, formula. Formula E does this. They have a basically a one lap shootout. So you get they have they split it in groups, right? So the, and it goes in reverse championship mm -hmm. order, right? So the top teams go last. Mm -hmm. You go in groups. You get you get three laps: warm up lap, qualifying lap, cool down lap. Boom, boom. But the caveat to this is. As you have track evolution, those that have the advantage are the ones that are in last place, so they have a chance to qualify higher if they want to. Mm -hmm. I think that'll be dope. And if we get, you know, um, if we get a, a one-lap shootout where you can just go balls out, you know, softest tires, Match engine settings, all the way up, yeah. that'll be super up. exciting. <laughs> so pretty much let them have, again, the... The, the what is it, what is it called? The, the they've done it before. The tricks on the on the qualifying mode, qualifying modes. Like yeah, let them have qualifying they, mode, they, party mode. They've party done modes, they've done something similar to that in F one before in qualifying. But uh, again, I don't think that this for, obviously us as fans. Yeah, we'll be glued to the TV on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday even more. We have some action, but is it gonna really change the order of a race or even the results at the end of the season? Negative. Ah, negative, bro. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Negative. Uh, Unless the 2022 rule changes. We'll see. We'll I, bring I, the field in closer. Uh, I, yeah. It's aerogenic. Uh, whatever. I don't know. It's not going to, to me, it's just not going to happen. So I wanted to talk about um, the car launches. Mm -hmm. What What did you guys think? I didn't get to see all of the. Um, all of the spectacle, let's let's call it that, right? Yeah. But obviously, we've seen all the cars. We've posted on the car, all the cars. Make sure to check out our social media, Instagram, Twitter at Jumps to Start F One. What did you guys think, um, Ruben? I'll go to you first. What did you think was your favorite car? As far as looks, as far as looks, yeah. Mercedes was very good. Okay. 
Mm. You don't seem too. You don't seem too like enthusiastic about it. No, no. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm waiting. I want to hear you. The way you guys are gonna attack me for. Liking, well, yeah, because if you say Williams it like that, one. yeah, <laughs> for liking the Williams. The Williams one. one, I actually quite liked. I'm gonna bring it up on the screen real quick. You could be able to see it on the corner if you're watching on YouTube. The Williams one, I actually quite liked, and the reason for it is that it kind of went back to the colors of like the old ones. Yes. Like, like uh, if you if you remember, I think it's 1991. Like mm -hmm. you see, 92. like. I think that in our, our, our Throwback Thursday, maybe we'll post some, but it brings back like some of the colors of it. And it's also like a bold take. I actually, I stole your thunder. What did you, what did you like about it specifically? No, it's that. It's pretty much, it, it brings like nostalgia into the colors. Obviously, I even made a joke saying that, hey, if we put the papaya in the front, it looks like a McLaren. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's just missing what they've been missing for the last couple of years. Sponsors. Sponsors. Like, yeah, it's money. Empty. Well, that's what happens when you're not good. Look at but, McLaren. No, no, exactly. That's what I'm saying. But... We saw that with McLaren a couple of years ago where their car was almost empty. And now it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. You know, so it's just a part of the restructure of the team that, you know, the sponsors go through and stuff like that. But I think the car look, looked awesome. I did not like the Haas. You guys I don't think look, anybody. You guys are crazy. That car. That was your favorite one? Ugly. Uh, that Williams car is just, ugh. Which one did you like, Yancy? The best one? The don't best say Ferrari. One. We know what Ferrari is going to be. It's going to be we red. We haven't even seen <laughs> it, bro. But it's going to be red. <laughs> red, white, and black. Yes. <laughs> the Good. best one, Alpine. Alpine, whatever. Alpine, Alpine by Alpine. far. Bring I think the that right. one is the most beautiful livery yeah. that came up. Yeah. That I mean, the, the shots the share of that car. This yeah, is, for sure. You're like, holy, oh my God. That yeah. Williams is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> so, one thing about <laughs> the, Alp, the Alpine is... Um, Sean Bull Designs. He had been floating around. Dude, by, yeah. by floating around, I mean he'd been posting his, his work on social media for a long time. And he did a phenomenal... He was hired by Renault back when it was Renault. And he just did a phenomenal job on this car. Yeah, I mean, it was a beautiful... That's a, that's a beautiful livery. Aston Martin is beautiful, too. So just that's, because that's it what has I was like a, say. It has a, a real classic look to it, the Aston Martin. Um, and then the So what way, green is that? That's a uh, uh, British, no, British racing green. I don't think it's exactly it. It's, it's supposed not, no. to be. Yeah, British. it's supposed yeah. to be green, but, but it, it wasn't. It, it's going back to you know the the Italian Italian colors were, uh, I mean the Italian always raced under the under the red. British uh, and this is old school when Grand Prix racing started. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, the Germans, uh, the silver arrows, they raced with silver cars. Um, the British always had the the British racing green, and and the Americans were white, I believe. So that was gonna be mine, Aston Martin, dude. It just it just looks like a classic, like yeah, I, it's a beautiful. I, it's car. just such a beautiful and car. Then like, the, and then I was wondering how they were going to. I, I thought it was my turn. <laughs> Jesus, sorry. <laughs> I'll shut up. <laughs> but the pink looks no, nice no, no, on it too, I'm man. Sorry. The way they added the pink was real classy too. It's a beautiful car. Sorry, go ahead. When you actually send that about the pink, I, 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 look, I started looking else? for the pink. I'm like, what is he talking about pink? Where's the pink? What's your least favorite, Ruben? I think we're all going to have all the, the, all the same least favorite. I mean, look at this freaking thing. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, number one, hit, uh, smash the like button and hit subscribe. But you'll be able to see at the bottom right corner, just the Haas. And they're being, they're being investigated, too. Dude. The, the Russian mobile? Yeah. The Russian. An American car with a Russian flag. So how about this? Eurokali, or Eurokali, whatever, however you say it. I, I'm not all that familiar. But it's sanctioned in the U.S. Like, how is this possible that the U.S. car, the, the U.S.-based car, supposedly, has a, a prime sponsor that 
is sanctioned and not allowed to do business with the U.S. Like I just I just don't understand this. No, I remember also because of the I think it's the Olympics and stuff like that, the dope. The, the, doping, doping, the doping yeah, case. The World Anti-Doping Association. Yes, they're not allowed to they're not allowed to have the, the flag, flag at anything, all. They're period, not being sports. investigating because of that. They're investigated because of that, that livery. And those aren't even the corporate colors for your alkaline. Yeah, it looks it's, more like a castro. Is that a battery? Like, uh, huh? Is that the battery? <laughs> alkaline. <laughs> You're alkaline. <laughs> Is that like the chlorine on the water? <laughs> I don't know. By the way, I want to make sure that I give a special shout out to Alfa Romeo, who also looks. It's it's not like the busiest look, like Williams and it or like Mercedes, but the car itself looks freaking beautiful. I like the way they switched up the color scheme. Yeah, just like Alfatari did. Yeah, and it looks nice though. I mean, those cars are classic look, but I mean, to me, the Alpine one wins by far. By far. By far. We'll see um, how the Ferrari looks though. Yeah, I yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it'll be. Super red, no, no, be <laughs> mad red. There you go, mad red. <laughs> no shine. That's what I'm saying. Like even remember, Rebel was the first one to come out with the mat, and if we, I'm guessing they did it for weight reduction, so they don't have to paint it. I guess you know bright, but no team followed that trend, right? Because remember, I, I, it's some, you know, some of those things that sometimes come to your plate. Uh, the way the silver arrows came about was because the car was like a couple of pounds overweight or a couple of kilos overweight, yeah. and it was supposed to be silver and white. Mm-hmm. And the guy. It was put, supposed to be just white. There you go. I'm sorry. And, yeah, they, was, and they, they just took the paint out. They stripped and just the paint off. Yeah. <laughs> well, something that that Red Bull and Ferrari are doing instead of putting a clear coat, they'll just leave the mat on there. Exactly. I don't know. I don't know. But did Ferrari do it last year, Yancy? I don't remember. Yeah, they did. Okay, they, they left the mat as well. The past two years, yeah. I don't. They probably do it again this year. What about merch? What did you guys think of the merch that was recently released? I got that hat. Which hat? The McLaren hat. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got the... the <laughs> there was a lot of hats released. No, I got the, the McLaren uh, the McLaren Mexico hat. <laughs> I guess party mode Mexico, whatever. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't wear it today, to be honest with you. No, no. I, uh, next time I'll wear it. <laughs> next time. All right, so... That hat will go good with anything you wear. It's super colorful, it was, bro. I hate hats. Anyway, no, you so. don't. Come on. I know you two... Always wear hats, actually. In the sun, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. So uh, one thing that I did want to talk about is the schedule coming up for uh, the season. Uh, so for it's brought up on screen if you're watching on YouTube. We're going to have the Bahrain Grand Prix here at the end of March. Then it's a freaking three-week delay until the next race. We're all going to go crazy. That's uh, partly because China was postponed. Um from there, it was announced this mm-hmm. week that uh, Portugal will be the follow-up race and then Spain to follow, etc. So, uh, I don't know what to say about the schedule other than it's a schedule. The I think it's going to keep changing. The open, yeah, ho- hopefully it doesn't, but... I don't I don't think so. I think they're plan- they have had enough time to plan for every any contingencies. Yeah, so you're not glad like- 40 miles back? Yeah, Portimao's I'm happy third race. Portimao's yeah, we had a great race last <laughs> yep. time. We had a great race last time. Maybe we don't get a lot of the... Well, what made that race good was that um, it rained and there was a brand new tarmac. It was very slippery, so it was hard for the drivers to drive. I don't know if it's going to be the same way now, but it was a fun race. It was can, good. Can we just get rid of Spain? I'm like, I'm looking at all the, all the trucks I don't like. Spain, Russia. Just, just get them out of here. Yeah, I, Russia I sucked. You like Monaco? I love Monaco. Me too. <laughs> Same here. But it's not a good race. Well, I mean, yeah, you're right. Yancy, you but it's just don't, like don't, the glitz and glamour. You have to go, Yancy. Yeah. Okay. 
We're also going to be seeing Zandvoort is back on the calendar this year. No more Vietnam. For now. For now. I would like. I would. I actually wanted to see that race, that Vietnam race. Track layout looks interesting. It's yeah. a weird looking track, but it looks interesting. So, no, nothing else really to talk about schedule wise. It's just kind of is what it is. And obviously, I'm still not happy about the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix, but that's a topic for another day. Before I go crazy. <laughs> wait, wait. Was you're gonna have to deal with that for the next few years? I think it's like the next ten years that they sign that. What do you think of that the article that came out? Something about a, a missile attack or something during the Formula E race and stuff like that? Yeah, they intercepted a missile during that. Jeez. I don't know what. Whatever. So imagine Formula One that's even bigger. Some crap like that happening. Are you kidding me, man? I don't know. Man. I, don't, I don't even want to think about it. Cause we won't notice until it, you know. Until somebody until tells us until after, until it, tells after it, the That's fight. what happened with the Formula, oh, the Formula E race. Jeez. That's so crazy. But yeah. Hey, listen. How much money are these people paying? For these things to happen, you know, for the races to come, where their where the tension is so high in that in this country. Well, they pay a lot of money because they want more. You know, they want to they they want more clout on the clout international on scene. Yeah, so people can go and travel. There. <laughs> Isn't that the name of the game nowadays? Yeah, it's all about clout. Yeah, uh, testing is looking to get started next week. This weekend, actually, um, only three days this week. Yeah, this, uh, this it, so it'll be in the in Bahrain, which is actually a power track. It's the the typical setup, right? Correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong. Anything really to look forward to? I, I'm I'm interested in seeing how. A couple of things, actually. Number one, where Ferrari is going to be. They said that they've improved their their power unit. To they've gotten back some of the gains that they lost last last year. They uh, said they got most of it back. Most That's of it. So. My only con- my only concern is okay they got most of it back right is that going to trickle down to Alfa Romeo and to Haas do we think I hope so yeah if they, if because the biggest problem with those teams was the engine they're not great teams aerodynamically but they were up there when they had a good engine I mean at least they were fighting for points not all, not every race but you know every odd race they were fighting for points last season they they couldn't even get out of the last fifteen yeah. So I, I I think that'll trickle down. That'll help for sure. Um, um, we'll see. I don't see Ferrari because they didn't get a get a chance to change. Obviously, because there was a development freeze. So I don't see Ferrari moving up to like the top three again, like they were before. But they'll be at the top of the midfield, especially if you have two young drivers. What do you think? No, I'm actually want to see. Pretty much the, the amount of laps this young, the, the new guys in this team's tanks, for example, especially Checo. I would like Checo to take a bunch of laps because yeah. I want him to settle in that car to show, hey, I deserve to be here. Like I was, you know, we all know he does, but show the public, be there next to Max, not be an album on that car. Yeah, not, and I'm pretty sure he won't be. Right. So that, so that, so there's the Ferrari story. There's the story of all the new teammates. How close they're going to be to yes. their. Lando and Ricardo. Lando Ricardo, Carlos Sainz and Charlotte Claire, Sergio Perez and Max Verstappen, like where uh, Sebastian Vettel with Lance Stroll. Yep. Yeah, but we know how that's gonna be. <laughs> Stroll is not gonna be anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um I that that to me is is one of the stories. If Stroll does good, you should save that as a drop. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so we won't save it as a drop. So um <laughs> Well, the Stroll sucks? Yeah. <laughs> 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 
My bad. No, just the co- the comparison. Actually, um, when we get to the to the teams, remind me to talk about something. Hmm. Um, actually, uh, let me just talk about it now. So I've been doing. You guys are familiar. If you guys are baseball fans, right? You're simil- familiar with the sabermetrics, right? With the statistical analysis of some of the teams, right? Yeah. yeah. The, the, Thank you for the, explaining that because the word I was like, what? <laughs> But saber what saber metrics yeah uh-huh. so saber tooth <laughs> so one of the things that i wanted to introduce this year is kind of like a little bit more statistical analysis because like team to team wise i feel like the points aren't good enough to identify what it is that we're seeing i feel like uh there needs to be a better way so one of the things that i'm working on teammate wise is what i'll call a rival score which i'm going back so i'm going back five years in the in each person's history adding up all the points kind of identifying their teammate, how they completed against their team throughout the year. I'm not taking out DNS because at the end of the day, if I'm driving a Mercedes and you're driving a Mercedes, we're both on the same team, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that that came out that was really interesting, right, is that two of the leaders, right, so it's from 1 to 100, from 0 to 100, the the score. The higher, the better you are. So like Lewis Hamilton has a, it's approximately like 75 rival score, right, Mm -hmm. compared to, Boras, who over the course of his career has just gotten beat up, uh, he's at like I think twenty eight. So, two guys that are at the top, big difference. Two guys at at the top, near a hundred. This mm-hmm. is gonna sound really fucking interesting. Excuse my French there. <laughs> <laughs> two guys at the top, ninety five and ninety six. Carlos Sainz ninety five, Charles Leclerc ninety six. That they've just wrecked their rivals. They've just been able to overperform. So remember that Carlos Sainz had Daniel Kvyat. He had, for a time, he had, like, a bunch of guys that were not that good. But then he had Lando Norris, who he routinely beat. So uh, He had Nico Hulkenberg. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt yeah, you Yeah, sure, sure, sure. We'll, we'll explain more of so it in my Lewis, methodology. Lewis Hamilton has a less of a rival score because... Understand that I went back five years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who did he race against five years ago? Rosberg. 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 Right. Uh, so that, that kind of balances him out a little bit, right? Okay. So I'm not done with my full analysis. I'm kind of still tweaking it. But as of right now, two of the highest guys, I'm going to be real interested to see what happens at Ferrari this year. I hope they don't hold them back. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Charles is fast and you let him through, you know, things like that. That's going to happen. Come on, dude. I think that, uh, I'm going to be upfront. I think that Leclerc is just a better talent. So... We'll see if Carlos Sainz is able to. That's interesting, though. That 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 rival score. Yeah, yeah. Well, where'd you get that one? I figured it out, dude. My bad. <laughs> Damn. Um, Sabermetrics. Yeah. So in. <laughs> well, that's the word. Yes. Sabermetrics. In the coming weeks, we'll um, obviously we'll be talking about testing next week, but maybe we'll kind of work it in as we we talk about some of the teams. I haven't fully finished all the teams because it was a busy week. But um, jeez, Wells. I know. I know. Do you rest, man? I don't. Um, so there's that. There's like uh, I want to see if Mercedes uh, continues to be far enough ahead of everybody else. Does Aston Martin? Where do they place as far as the testing goes? Uh, McLaren? What? Where? I, I feel like there will be a lot of stories that come out of the testing that will kind of lay out the rest of the season and how that's going to go. And the sandbagging, like who's not <laughs> who's not showing the true colors. Remember, even in the the car launches. They were covering parts of the car. So, like, if I said Mercedes and Red Bull, they were covering part of their floors. So people won't see what they have. They're, you know, it's, it's still, I think so, a lot of times with all this, what's been happening lately in the last couple of years, um, at least that we've, because we've been more focused on F1 this last, last couple of years, is that it's a mind game as well. Yeah. 
It's like a you know like a like a game of hide and seek sometimes. Yeah, I never played it. <laughs> you were too busy coming up with rival scores yeah. <laughs> with stats, statistical what's the, what's the word? saber metrics, saber metrics, saber baseball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I regret nerding out to you guys. No, 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 no. no. Yo, I wanted that, I, that that's analogy right now. That you, that, you know, the thing that you spoke about. I, I'm still like. What the hell did you just come? Like, what do you, you know? What well, I, I no, just I, I like, didn't know. Like you said, you know, worked on it. Whatever. I was like, right. Oh, so I just ooh. feel like there's a lot of times, and, and I'm gonna have like a weighted driver score and a weighted team score. Right. There's a mm-hmm. lot of times where the driver at the end of the season is held back by the team. We remember Daniel Ricardo in what was it, 2018 mm-hmm. or 19? Damn, I don't even remember. I think it was 2018. His car just kept. Screwing him up. He was, his, he last was year very, his first year with Renault, you talking about? No, last year with Red Bull. Last year with Red, Red, Red Bull. Bull. That was 20, yeah, 2018. So mm-hmm. he would have had a better overall finish if not for the team. So, And that was the same thing with Verstappen in 2017. Exactly. So mm-hmm. what I would like to do is kind of eliminate some of those inconsistencies as shown by the team and be able to put up a real expectation, right, of where the driver is supposed to be. Conversely, I'd like to also take the expectation of where the team is supposed to be if you take out the driver. So that will help us answer some questions of, at the end of the year, right, was Hamilton the best driver? Was Verstappen actually the best driver? He was just not in the best car. Right. So it's just... Which was a which was a, a question that we were asking ourselves last season because both Verstappen and Hamilton had Verst- awesome years. Right. But we couldn't really differentiate who was having a better year. Exactly. And was Boras that bad, really, et cetera? Mm-hmm. Based on the rival score, Boras does not match up with his teammates all that well. Yeah. But granted, he's facing off against Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. Jeez. I don't know. Yancy, mm-hmm. you know how well it is, right? You remember the Matrix when the <laughs> when they're looking at the screen, all you see is like the lettering's going side to side and <laughs> dropping down? <laughs> that's, how, that's how well into spread she looks on the... <laughs> Send your kids to engineering school, people. <laughs> one zero, one zero, yeah, one zero, yeah. one zero. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So the color is what, what? I mean, the question is, what color are the ones and the zeros? Green. Come on. Oh, okay. super green. Or turquoise, <laughs> Mercedes. That's teal, no? That's <laughs> Patron. Uh, all right. So turquoise. <laughs> let's move on. Let's kind of not wrap up, but like move on to the last segment here, where we're going to kind of preview some of the teams going into 2021. We're going to do it from. Uh, I guess backward reverse grid reverse finish position from 2020. So our first team that's up Williams what um Ruben you're actually that's your favorite team so I want to understand what you think Williams is going to be doing this year. Williams or still what can we expect from Williams this year? Uh more of a re- rebuilding process that's what I've been doing. They're what? they're still going to be hurt. This probably that's going to be all the way in the back. But is I guess uh, like you know pretty much they're at that peak of being in the back. They're gonna start now <laughs> going over the hump to you know because everything has to rebuild to be able to climb up. So I think because but they're at the peak, they can't climb up anymore. Meaning the peak of being in the bottom, <laughs> they can't go further down. <laughs> so they're in the valley. Is what you're <laughs> there you go, yeah, probably, something like that. Whatever. So pretty much they're in, they're you can't they're in, be at a peak and well, be okay. bad, bro. <laughs> they're at the peak of the worst. If you are, if you are. <laughs> they're, oh, they're at the peak of being the worst. You know, and from here it's just they can't go nowhere else but up. You know, obviously let's hope that delivery 
helps them get out the of, livery. The, the livery? of the funk. That livery is disgusting, bro. If they're if they race like their livery looks, they're tomato gonna be potato, back in last place. Tomato potato. What are, like that is an ugly ass. I don't know how you guys like that is disgusting. I don't bro. know. I just like that it's a callback with the colors. Looks I think like, once they This was like a razor went through the paint, man. Yeah. I think once they they keep up, you know, they start keeping, you know, they keep going with the restructuring, they're going to get, uh, the restructure of the team, they're going to get a couple of more sponsors where they're going to have a couple of more money to spend around, yeah. and it's going to work towards their development under the new ownership. Remember, we are, I think, I had, I had a, I read an interview with Wuhan um, Palo Montoya, is that a lot of also their technology being used in the car is old. You know, they were making a lot of stuff in-house yeah. when it comes to the, the transmission or the, you know, all of that stuff, so they're going to wow. have to so they're they're, so they're gonna become more like a Haas, like a customer team that's gonna take parts from. Not that it's working out for Haas, but that they're gonna take out parts from hey, from worked, Mercedes. Yeah, they already announced. Point. They already they already announced, they already announced that they you were know? gonna do that. They were gonna take certain parts. So that's only gonna make from Mercedes get better at the timings and. Okay, I don't think Williams is gonna be last this year. I, who I mean, do you think is gonna be last? Haas, dude. Haas. So for sure, there no. there is value to. Drivers getting experience. So now George Russell obviously has more experience. Nicholas Latifi has more experience. And we know Mr. George Russell as, I'm sorry, George Russell as Mr. Saturday to be able to out-qualify, you know, the Haases and the Alfa Romeos, etc. If they change the format, it won't be Mr. Saturday. No, he won't. He won't. But, um, damn it. What needs to happen for Williams to be able to score some points? Saturday... Russell's performance on Saturday has to show up on Sunday as well. I, for me, I think that because Ferrari is going to be better, it's going to be a problem for them. Exactly. But they're going to – they showed last season that they got closer to to the back of the midfield. To me, that okay, so they got closer to being yeah, the worst. But, so, exactly. <laughs> so that means that – so instead of finishing 10th, they'll finish 9th. Oh, no. What? <laughs> Nine and a half. Nine and a half. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're so, at the peak. Yeah. You see, they're at the they're peak, at and the they're peak. they're gonna go. They're gonna get better by going down. They're gonna Damn. they're gonna win. <laughs> they're gonna win the last place battle. Their 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 car is getting better, and the re- the only reason I say that is that we know that Haas mm-hmm. hasn't done anything. Yeah. to improve. They gave up on this year. It doesn't on, matter. Well, we'll talk they about put it, a Russian flag purpose. on there, and they they're not doing anything. So I, for that only reason, Williams will move up one place they'll finish ninth i don't know i think that george is whatever he's gonna drive the crap out of that car but the, the car's not just not gonna have much all the way to ninth place yeah baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god all right so haas um all the way to 10th place baby what do you guys want to talk about with regards to the haas Iralkali f1 team that team looks like it's about to be bought out by uh, Papa by, Mazepin. Yes, yes, it'll be. It's gonna be Mazepin F one next year. Mm-hmm. I think that they uh, are like, all right, see you guys later. I'm out. They 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 don't have any sponsors on that team, and we didn't even know that they, they have, were. They have Richard Mill. Oh come on, seriously. Is Richard Mill? No, he's sponsors. They don't every even team. have every team. <laughs> exactly, and now now with sponsor. Ferrari. Um, they only have two sponsors. No, three. No, two. Are your alkaline and one on one. One on one. That's right. That's the other one. That's the oh. only. That's the only. They don't, 
They have that and, and, and maybe Putin because the Russian flag is on. <laughs> and has itself. <laughs> so, and has right, that's so. the team. Let's, let's take one step back, right? So Mick Schumacher, unfortunately, is involved in this whole thing. What do we expect to see out of him in his rookie year? Like true rookie year. I don't expect much from Mick Schumacher. Traditionally, he's he'll be out driving myself. Yeah, <laughs> it's possible. Yeah, but I, traditionally, he's one of those drivers that it takes him a year to get to speed. I think no he, pun intended, right? <laughs> so let's look at his uh, his history. F three, he was in a year in F three. He struggled. Next year, he won the championship. Using and then he moved up to F two. One year in F two, struggled. Won Next season, won the championship. Yeah. So obviously, he's not going to win the championship second year. If he does, then he'll be forget about it. Um, but that's not going to happen, obviously, and especially if he's driving for Haas or Mazepin F one in twenty twenty two. He will struggle this year, but that means that he's learning. I think we have to wait for him his second year to really gauge how he's going to do. I agree with that. I think the, even though Leclerc from the Gecko showed good colors, but it, it was pretty much like that as well. He was beating up on Marcus Erickson. I know. Like, come on. Come on, bro. Marcus Erickson was great. Yep. He's an indie man. <laughs> <laughs> we, expect this, we expect this team to be... Dead last, right? Yeah, Haas is gonna be even there. behind. That's I can't believe the, it. what a is fall behind, what behind a Williams. Fall. Yes. No, I think I think they're yes. they're standing be, they're they're standing between ninth to tenth will depend on how the Ferrari engine performed this year. Remember that that uh, that Williams, even I though I disagree with that, even okay. though that William Williams is is obviously a back marker. Williams also is also an experienced team. If you get the right direction, they know how to build. You usually the car. have the fastest pit stops, yeah. etc. Haas, I, oh, sorry, yeah, Haas is 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 more of like a hodgepodge of, of different things. It's not a real F one team. You have the Lara building the chassis, you know. You have you know the Ferrari engine and all their parts. It's not like obviously they got a team to build the car, but it's not it's not like they have so much experience building an F one car. So you think that if they had a bigger budget, they'll perform better? Because I think maybe because they outsource everything to all the way well, to that point is because they don't want to spend money. Yeah, obviously. Listen, obviously, if you have a bigger budget, you do better. I mean, for the most part. Not saying that you're going to win the championship. So, what do you think do is the better. best part of that team has? What the best part? Yeah, experience. Well, you talking about Williams? No, Haas. They don't have anything that's good, bro. The halo. No, that team. That team. Dude, needs, the, if you're the manager, struggling, what's if his name? Gunter Steiner. There you go. That's the best thing they have. The fucking wangsters. Oh, shit. <laughs> the wangsters. You know? Yeah. I guess. All right. Oh, he's a YouTube. I mean, he's a he's a Netflix star. Netflix sensation. <laughs> that'll, that'll get you points. Not performance. Yeah. I mean, come on. Maybe an Emmy. <laughs> so the reason I say that, even even if they have the Ferrari engine. more powerful engine, et cetera, mm-hmm. that I don't think that they're going to do great because they have two rookie drivers. I think that that it's, it's Formula One and... It takes time to get used to these cars. We've seen experienced drivers go to a different team, and it's the same class, mm-hmm. and it still took them a long time to get used to their cars. We may see the same thing with Sebastian Vettel, actually, to be to be 100% fair. We saw Daniel Ricciardo not have a great time his first year in uh, Renault. That car obviously was not that great. Mm-hmm. Who else recently changed? 
Well, they get better um, in yeah. the second half of the season. Yeah. I, good driver always come around. Yeah. Um, Speaking of good drivers coming around, um, let's talk about Alfa Romeo. Um, Obviously, Kimi and uh, the Bergamo Bullet, Antonio Giovinazzi. Um, Ruben's not paying attention when we say Kimi. Um, <laughs> what was that one? <laughs> Nothing. Um, so, <laughs> thank you <laughs> for those not able to watch on YouTube. We have like the full drop array here right in front of us, and Ruben's just not. That was like twenty seconds behind. Yeah, thank you, Ruben. Uh, so we have Kimi. We have the Bergamo Bullet, Antonio Giovinazzi. Uh, the car itself. Where did you get that nickname? Did you? Did you I name made him? it up. No, it's uh, it, I saw it on Twitter and I kind of liked it, so I just I stuck with it. Okay? Bergamo, the bullet. Bergamo bullet. Anyway, he um, should put a bullet on his helmet. That'll no, he's cool. got the B on it. Oh, Bergamo. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I like that nickname. Though, it's, it's a great bullet. nickname. I mean, it doesn't really suit him, but he's not that fast. Well, listen, he not he, but maybe the he's team, the fastest guy in Bergamo. The team um <laughs> was actually regularly outperforming. Not regularly. Was at times outperforming the other two Ferrari-driven engines. Yes. At times they were outperforming them. And it's not forget Giovinazzi's a great starter, dude. He yes, he uh, what was it? He had the most overtakes in lap one yep. throughout the, the whole year. Throughout the whole year, I think it was only like one race that he did not overtake somebody in the, in the <laughs> first lap. Us, um, so we have Kimi, we have Giovinazzi, we have the car, which was is Slow. largely dependent on that power unit we saw Charles Leclerc really do his thing uh with Marcus Erickson uh as his teammate in what was that 2018 yes yes he um where do we ex- really realistically if Ferrari's power unit comes through comes through I think that this team will take the largest step forward if if it's like a real thing mm. but but the largest step forward may just be one more place. What you're talking about in the midfield? In the midfield. In yeah, the, in the backfield, be, yeah. I think their, their goal should be to offer from AlphaTauri. AlphaTauri, yeah. And and then be competitive and, with Renault. And nip at the heels oh, of... No, I don't I don't think they could even get that far. I think mm-hmm. nip at the heels of, of Ferrari itself. Damn, you think Ferrari's going to be back there still? I don't... I, no, but that, I, I have to... Dis- the, uh, the, will, will it take a step? Yeah, the biggest step? No. Uh, the biggest step is going to be Ferrari. Okay. They have the most resources and they really underperformed last season. Okay. Really underperformed. I don't I don't see Ferrari getting back to sixth place. Well, they finished seventh. They finished sixth place. Sixth place. Yeah, no. I, I think they're going to be finish higher. Fifth, fourth or fifth anywhere in between. So pretty much splitting, where are they going to be? Splitting Aston Martin and and McLaren. And McLaren. Yeah. They'll it'll, be, it'll be a, so they're going to beat McLaren with the, with the Mercedes. It's going to be it's going to be three different groups. It's going to be the top 2 and then you're going to have McLaren, Ferrari, and, uh, and, and Ferrari. McLaren, Ferrari, and, and Renault. Well, no, and Aston Martin. And where's Renault going to be? This is going to be tough. This is going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Yeah. yeah, we're going to have to talk about it post-testing mm-hmm. after yeah. kind of everybody shakes out. But I don't know. I like the team. I like uh, – you guys already know I like the team. I like uh, – you know, obviously, it's been steady leadership. They've been improving. Obviously, last year was a setback because of the uh, engine. But – but they had 
some of the they have some good results, especially when you have Kimmy in there. And Joe, I mean, I make fun of Giovanazzi. Uh, he's actually a decent driver, and yeah. he's actually been improving. He's very good. The last two years that he's he's you know he's working. He does get off to slow starts as far as, as, far as not not during the races, but during season. the beginning of the season. But he comes around at the end of the season. If he can put it all together at the beginning of the season, maybe he might have a better year than Kimmy. I doubt it. <laughs> you don't think the Bergamo bullet will beat the Iceman? <laughs> Bergamo bullet. No, he's not no. going to be Kimmy. Okay, so leaves us with two the two remaining seventh and sixth place teams. Um, Alpha, Tauri. So you guys already know that I am a fan of Gasly, Pierre the Gasly. Great Gasly. The great Gasly. He... Um, Really outperformed last year. He showed another dimension that, frankly, he didn't show when he was with Red Bull. Does he keep it up this year? Yes. Yeah, I don't. He wasn't a bad driver to begin with. I think his his confidence uh, yeah. just took a hit with Red Bull. Yeah, but he's already a race winner, podium, and he's the leader of that team. And the minute that he stepped into the back into that team, even in in the middle of twenty nineteen, he just he did much better. He took that he yeah. took that car and he just ran with it. Yeah, he beat Kivia handily. Handily, I think the the culture at AlphaTauri suits him better, and also the the pressure of winning is not there. They're looking to win, but not at the level that Red Bull is looking for, especially when Max Verstappen is leaving you in the dust. So here's the deal: Does can Pierre Gasly ever? Because when you get to a top team, mm-hmm. you're gonna have to deal with that pressure. Can he deal with it? I mean, there's a lot of rumors floating around that he's going to be going to um, Renault after the season. Alpine. I'm sorry, Alpine. After the season is over, it's French Alpine. driver. Alpine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, could be. What do we think of uh, Yuki Tsunoda? He seems quick. First year. Here. Got uh, another rookie. Yeah. yeah he, remember, he was only one. Last year was only his first year in F2. In, in F2. In F2. Right. So, and he did pretty well. I think he finished third. Right. Got his super license points. They're high on him. The uh, Honda engine has been improving. Yeah. And, and we're gonna, only gonna it's only gonna get better if Red Bull could throw much more money at it. Yeah. Well I th- Which again, is next year, I guess. But. This is this year Honda is going all out uh on that engine to improve it as much as they can. Yeah. Um that team looks good. We'll see how Sonoda plays out, but he's quick. He's always been quick. The question for me is always, who are they going to be, right? Are they going to be Ferrari to, to improve from seventh to go into the top maybe five? Are they going to be Ferrari? I don't think so. Are they no. going to be? They couldn't even beat them last year. Right. Ferrari was done enough. Right. Are they going to be Mercedes? No. Red Bull? No. Aston Martin? No. And you don't think McLaren? And I don't think that Sonoda is going to be better. At, at least at first, it's not going to be better than Kvyat. Oh man. We gotta go to Japan to like that race because that that race is gonna be insane with uh, Sunoda there. Yeah, yeah, the crowd is gonna go. Yeah, Crazy. and lastly, put the camera on you. See, lastly, <laughs> Ferrari, last year's sixth place. Forza Ferrari! He's looking like that meme now. Later on, he's gonna look like the guy putting the pasta into the gun to like shoot. <laughs> 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 tell us, tell us, Yancy, what should we expect from Ferrari going into next year? I'm ex- please, let it not be excited. 
But not really, because you expect them always to fight at the top, but I don't think they can make that big of a jump yeah. uh, this year. But they will be a lot better. I think they just didn't have time, obviously, with their cheating engine. Because <laughs> whoa! Whoa! Because um, it, 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 it was clearly a cheating engine. Yeah. When they got those regulations, you know, uh, you know, um, stuck on them, they didn't have time because of the whole COVID situation to regroup, to regroup and fix the engine. This they they have been working on this engine, this engine, even throughout the season last year, and and uh, it's all coming to a head now. Obviously, the season is going to start, so that engine will be better. Now, the only thing I think, and then you have. Leclerc, obviously, who was who has been the past two years, literally just took hold of that team, took the leadership position, has been leading that team, and you have a very talented driver you in think Carlos Sainz. Or that Vettel just kind of gave up. A Vettel gave up because he was so good. Vettel he wrestled. Good. No, no, because Leclerc was so good. Nah. Yeah, of course, man. Mm. Nope, I don't think so. Okay, fine. You can differentiate, but that is the case. <laughs> I, don't know. I think he just got burned out. Burnt out, and then but then you have and you then, have a young kid right next to you who's beating you like a drum, and now you're being stepped on too. Not just by Leclerc performing, but you're being stepped on by the team because the resources are just. So what am I? You know, where am so, I putting my efforts for? And then you have Carlos Sainz, which is going to be another battle. It's not going to be an easy battle because Carlos Sainz is really good. But I we we I think we and he all wants think, to win. We all think that Leclerc is quicker, but as a solid driver. Sainz is going to be a driver. I think the problem with Ferrari is going to be the management. Um, Are they going to get rid of Bernardo? There's so many rumors going out there that, you know, Bernardo might be fine. And we don't know because we haven't seen anything. But it seems like there's a lot of turmoil there. And when you have turmoil in that, in the, in the top of the team, it doesn't translate well to the rest of the team. But are they going to be better? Yes. I'm excited about it, but obviously not too excited because you obviously, as a team like Ferrari, you expect them to be fighting with the Mercedes and the Red Bulls. But obviously obviously they can get the engine. They were able to develop the engine to the point where it needs to be. They were limited on the aero front, even though they have the resources. And I remember we have a budget cap this season. Yeah. yeah. So don't think that they can get back any aerodynamic gains and obviously, remember a lot of these teams at one point during the season, which I think is going to make that latter half of the season better, they're going to have to start developing, developing the, this car and start the, develop, the development of the 2022 car because that is going to be a huge change aerodynamically. But Ferrari will be better this year. For sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Where do you put them? This is, again, this, we got to go back to this question. They're not beating Mercedes. They're not beating Red Bull, right? We can kind of agree. Yes, I I say I think they you're you're fighting for fourth or fifth place in the team in the constructor. I say fifth. Who's uh who's fourth? We'll find that next week. Yes. No, but you said that they're fighting for fifth. Who who meaning? No, they they're not going to beat Aston Martin and McLaren. Okay. Aston Martin because come on, Racing Point from last year. And they were they were punished those points. Out of the out of those two teams, they most more likely can beat McLaren. McLaren, yeah. Because McLaren, remember, had to change their entire car yep. to fit that new Mercedes engine. 
I think they're going to have trouble just even beating Alpine, though. So. I don't know if that Alpine is going to be that good. But, but then you do have Fernando Alonso. Right. So exactly. this, is, this is exactly this is gonna my be point. Good. This is exactly my point. So you're going to have, okay, you're going to have Carlos Sainz and Charles Leclerc, correct, right? Mm-hmm. But you're going to be going up against, in the midfield, you're going to be going up against Daniel Ricciardo, Fernando Alonso, Lando Norris is no slouch, Sebastian Vettel, obviously Rubens boy, Lance Stroll. <laughs> yeah, but I, but I also think that Ferrari, Ferrari's... Uh, the problem with Ferrari's car last year was the rear end. They didn't. They didn't have a, a lot of rear end grip. The what? Too much junk in the trunk? There you go. And then it's racing, so you got to. And that's why Better couldn't bit. perform. No, he was. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's different driving styles because Leclerc has has a driving style where he can, you know, he can, the car, he, can right? uh, he can he can wrestle the car. It? He can. <laughs> <laughs> so he can he can drive that car and you know and wrestle it around the corners. It, that's not uh, Sebastian Vettel's driving style. However, if you do give him a car that's better on the rear end, that has more rear end grip, he can go faster, and so can Sainz. Okay. So, uh, I, Ferrari's in for a better year. Again, uh, the only thing that worries me is the management part. There's a lot of rumors coming out of Maranello. We'll see what happens. We'll see what gets confirmed. What do you think? As far about? as that, I still think they're going to be fifth. Maybe six again. I think, oh man, I think because like we're also talking about teams that are also improving. So Alpine, I, they do well as Renault last year, and now they're bringing Alonso, so they're going to be even more solid. And now this is also Esteban Ocon, second year at the team, he's going to be even more settled in. Yeah. Now we're talking about McLaren and Aston Martin, where they were at the end of the last year because of the punishment that you know Racing Point received. They were fighting a little more, they were, yeah. but they have to get through McLaren. Regardless of McLaren, you know, getting like a brand new car. Yeah, they're also getting a Mercedes engine now. Uh, yeah. So uh, and also I the, think the Ma- thing with, McLaren and Racing Points are still going to be close. And, and, and the thing with Alonso is that I think Alonso has to get acclimated to that car. Remember, he hasn't raced in two years as but, far as F1 is concerned. But we're talking a lot about Alonso, okay? <laughs> we're not talking about... Listen, dude, come on. I love Alonso. But We're not talking about Schumacher uh, you know, or Sonora, whatever, you know? Yeah, Alonso's a beast. Though, yep. Man. So one thing I want to point out, Charlotte Claire last year, 98 points. Sebastian Vettel, 33. Just a more competent guy in that car. Mm-hmm. Brings them up. It doesn't bring them up enough to make, you know, a huge dent. Because they lost, they were down fifty to fifth place. It's crazy but, how we're talking about signs being better than a. I mean, signs is going to be better than a. But than a four time world champion. When your head is just not in the game, like yeah, that's he, unfortunately he gave, what it is. You know, yeah, he gave up. He gave up. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know. And this is exactly what we talk about with. This is exactly what we talk about with uh, Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez. Well, whatever. We'll get to that next week. But hopefully, we see more of an advancement with some of these guys and on the new teams and stuff like that so i don't know that's our um and like i said it's gonna be such a good battle between just these two please do not give them team orders to start the season i will be very upset carlos Sainz and charlotte claire fighting it out is going to be awesome yeah it's gonna be one of the good the story the the good uh rivalries of the season i think if Sainz gets those orders he should ignore them and <laughs> He'll be like, no, I'm out of here. I'm out of here another year, so I am not going to go with that. I, I want to win too, right? Because that's what didn't they say that, that they wanted to bring Mick Schumacher in as like literally as soon as possible? Yeah, and it's like, all right, well, I guess. I'm so just who's on, who they going to get rid of? Science or 
Leclerc. They're going to get rid of Sainz in two years. Yeah, well, they're not going to get rid of Leclerc. He's like a five-year deal. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, like, what a... Oh, man. Good luck, uh, Carlos. So, anything else, boys? No, man. I don't want to get... I actually just want to see the cars on track again. Yeah, so next testing, week. Listen, testing is not fun, but testing is always exciting because we haven't had racing for a long time. Also, next week. And just be gonna, glad that we don't have to be like wait like last year and wait so long in order for us to see cars on track. We also got yeah. a ton more stuff to speak about the next five teams, and that's also why you know. Dude, I'm very excited for that because this is where it's going to get like nice, like the yep. McLarens, the yep. Alpines, the yep. Aston Martins. Forget about the other two guys. Red Bull Mercedes. Who cares about them? Yeah, they're gonna be one too. So, guys, I'm gonna start the closeout process. Obviously, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, Sorry, you can find us on all podcast platforms. I was just distracted by <laughs> my bad. <laughs> like, how are you gonna throw that at me? Um, and all podcast platforms: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Stitcher. You can find us there. Obviously, on Instagram and Twitter, we are at Jump to Start F1 on YouTube. If you're watching us again, hello. And um, we'll get better. yeah, we'll get better at this. But if you find us on YouTube, you can find us on YouTube at Jump to Start Racing Podcast. Uh, make sure to hit the subscribe button, like us, etc. We'll be uh, cutting this episode up, uh, throwing out some clips throughout the uh, throughout the week, obviously, so we can boil down to, I guess, the, the brass tacks. But again, podcast platforms, I'll do it for you. see Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Thank you. Anything else, guys? Thank you for doing that for me when you got distracted the first time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so thank you guys. I'll throw it again now. <laughs> yeah, thank you. See you guys later. All right, guys. Bye. Take care.